0: well hello and welcome back to another episode of bible prophecy for today my name is heather and i'm going to give you some news and views from a west texans biblical point of view one you're not going to find in your mainstream media hey guys welcome to today's episode i had recorded part of an episode last night and it just wasn't going very well we had a lot of rain and um I thought, well, maybe I will try again today, because I worked about 12 and a half hours yesterday, and I was just kind of tired, and today I only worked 10 hours, and uh, anyway, I got my little squirticus here in my lap, and so if, uh, you know, things get a little loud, or you hear some whining, it's because it's thundering and pouring down rain, we have flash flooding, and all kinds of crazy things happening here in the Texas Panhandle. Hereford, Texas, there in Smith County, got seven inches of rain in about a half an hour uh, period of time, or about an hour's period of time the other day, so serious flooding there, and we're getting more rain tonight, and uh, Amarillo has had over 10 inches of rain, and um, so for us, this is way, way out of the norm. Now, when I was a kid, uh, growing up on the farm, we used to get a lot of rain, and then we went for a while with no rain. Uh, When I moved to Amarillo and then we had a little bit of rain and then no rain. So we've been in a drought for a while. So now we have all been praying for rain and um, boy howdy is uh, God giving us some rain. So praise the Lord for the rain. So there are a couple articles that I want to talk to you about tonight. I'm going to have to put Squirt on the floor because he is one to get up in my face. So we're going to have to set him on the floor. So anyway, he will be okay. (laughs) He's got a little bed down there by me. He'll be fine so let's scroll up here so four things to know about target quote pride backlash over lgbt products tuck friendly swimsuits we have foul foul guys i can't believe i'm going to say this but chick-fil-a embraces diversity equity and inclusion so i will no longer be um buying anything from chick-fil-a which is kind of sad and uh we got those two articles and there was one other article that i wanted to um, talk about this evening, and um, let me scroll up here. So let's see, right here. Yes. So, beneath the banner of the woke, what the pulpit prioritizes, the people will pursue. This is harbingersdaily.com, and let's just go ahead and start with that article. So, we got even got Murphy up here. Weather is bad. You can tell because all the little fur babies are. Here with um, Dog Mom. (laughs) So anyway, uh, this is by Dean Dwyer. And uh, you guys know I really like him. And he's a Queensland, Australia. And you can find it at harbingersdaily.com. So thank you, Dean, for this article. So it's under deceptions and apostasy, if you want to hunt that up. So Queensland, Australia. Let's get started here. So as a Christian who still loves to sing the old hymns, one of my favorites is the Banner of the Cross. He says, it is one of those soul-stirring songs that reminds us that our time on earth is not characterized by peace. It is characterized by war, spiritual war. Yes, Dean, I totally agree with you. I love the old hymns. I do not like uh, this contemporary music, especially from Hellsong. I mean, Hillsong, which is Hellsong. And Bethel and all of that heretical blasphemous garbage and uh, you can go and watch Spencer Smith and he'll tell you all about Hillsong and why they're bad and several other folks too. Anyway, um, even Alan Parr. Um, has got uh, several videos against them in Bethel and so on and so forth. But anyway, uh, so he goes on to say the author, Daniel Whittle, served in the American Civil War obtaining the rank of Major. Even after leaving the Army, he was known as Major Whittle for the remainder of his life. Although he worked for a watch company after the fighting in 1873, he became a revival evangelist in the D.L. Moody Association. Although there is no written record of the inspiration behind the hymn, no doubt Whittle's time fighting in the Civil War led him to Introduce introduced parallel themes into his hymn, Rital, or hymn writing. In our Australian army, he says, there are four distinctive forms of honorable insignia currently in use. Standards, guidance, colors, and banners. Originally the color was a focal point of the regiment. During the noise and confusion of battle, even if the commander was killed, hope was always present whilst the colors remained intact. On the verge of ultimate defeat, the troops would concentrate around the colors, which would become the scene of its last defense. From such times, records of epic gallantry and acts of heroic self-sacrifice have been associated with the colors. Uh, regiments often adopted color guards composed of experienced or elite soldiers to protect their colors. As a result, the capture of an enemy's standard was considered a great feat of arms. But by rallying the troops around the colors, the intent was to stir up new hope and greater efforts. While the colors still remained aloft, the battle could still be won. So in the aforementioned hymn, Banner of the Cross, one of my favorite lines is he says... Though the foe may rage and gather as the flood, let the standard be displayed, and beneath this folds the soldiers of the Lord, for the truth be not dismayed. And he says, do you immediately see some important lessons, even in one sort passage? He says, as the Bible tells us, particularly in these last days, the intensity of the battle is going to increase. The foe will rage, come against us like a flood, but this is no reason to surrender. We must not allow the enemy to isolate us and destroy us one by one. We must rally around the cross, for there we find the mercy, strength, and grace of Jesus anew. We are not fighting for man's opinion. We are fighting for God's truth and eternal truth. In Exodus 17, we read of an interesting name for God, Jehovah Nisi. After Joshua gains victory over the Amalekites, we read in verse 15 of that chapter, And Moses built an altar and called its name, The Lord is My Banner. What this passage asserts is the intention of Moses to orient his life and actions according to the Lord's intentions, always walking underneath his banner. The same theme is repeated in Isaiah when he writes about the Messiah, and in this case, the banner is a rallying point for the regathering of a remnant who will enjoy the peace of the millennial kingdom. Chapter 11, verse 10 reads, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse who shall stand as a banner to the people for the Gentiles shall seek him in his rest. Place shall be glorious. When Charles Spurgeon preached about the church, he said this about banners: banners were carried for distinction, so that the army could be clearly identified. Banners were carried for discipline, so that the army could be organized in its work. Banners were carried as a sign of activity and in kin- indicating that something was about to happen. And banners were carried as a sign of confidence, willing to engage the enemy how dismayed spurgeon would be to witness the state of the church today distinction discipline activity and confidence have been replaced by despair doubt apostasy and cowardice having stared down communism and fascism the church has buckled under the soft weight of wokeism you see in the church today you have the awake and you have the woke the awake know they are awake and the awake also know the woke are woke the woke think the awake are asleep. Consequently, the woke think they are the ones who are awake, but they are in fact deceived. In First Timothy 4, 1 tells us now that the Spirit expressly says that in the latter time, some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy. Second Timothy four three says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, they because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth, and be turned aside to fables but you be watchful in all things and endure afflictions do the work of an evangelist fulfill your ministry so wokeness is incompatible with the biblical worldview because it attributes intrinsic guilt or innocence uh, to the individual based on their group identity, regardless of individual actions. Proverbs 17:15 condemns this line of thinking, and it says, He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. What wokeness does is attributes evil to so-called, quote, oppressor races and social structures rather than to the real people or to the real problem sin the concept of being woke is an attempt to create moral boundaries within god or without god it offers only a bleak and hopeless world in which a stern and constantly shifting morality subjects all to a judgment from which there can be no redemption or restoration Far far more profitable is the message of the gospel, which, while it points to our deepest moral failures because of the fall, offers us forgiveness and a changed life through Christ Jesus. Sadly, some pastors are ignoring the gospel uh, and Great Commission, instead choosing to take up the social justice causes of our day in order to gain popularity with the world. They blindly jump on the latest cultural train without filtering its ideology and its goals through the lesson or through the lens of scripture. In so doing, the principle of the cultural revelance is being held in higher esteem than revelation through God's word. But so many ministry resources are now being directed to wokeism. Did Paul face the Roman tyrant for the sake of wokeism? Did Corrington Boom suffer the horrors of a concentration camp for the sake of wokeism? Did Richard Wombrand suffer 14 long years of torture in a communist jail for the sake of wokeism? Did untold missionaries sail the seas and face the spears for the sake of wokeism? No, they stood resolute and faced their plight because they stood for the truth. And the church must do the same he says so let us not rally around the banner of wokeism but around the banner of the cross what the pulpit prioritizes the people will pursue our pulpits should be prioritizing the preaching of the gospel and the urgent warning to all humanity that god's wrath is about to fall on this earth in the form of the tribulation period god isn't concerned about how well you conform to culture he is concerned about whether you are justified by saving faith in jesus christ and folks that is a wonderful article yes that is a wonderful article there and um i really do like dean twire and he does write thoughtful and invoking and thought-provoking articles and he's right and what does the bible say what does jesus say come out of the world right come out from among them you know we're not part of them we're in this world but we're not of this world and we always need to remember that but uh, you do see how we are crumbling the church totally is, it's all about your best life now <laughs> how to how to grow your church that's right yeah mm, 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 folks <clears throat> this tells you itching ears you know that's where people go to that's where they go to so let me scroll into the store stores everywhere and not a place to shop pj media talks about pets is celebrating pride month with the all-new 2023 you are loved collection of pride themed clothing toys and accessories for pets of multiple species Yes, folks. First launch in 2019, the proprietary collection was created in partnership with the associate resource group PetSmart Pride at Work. I guess that tells you all you need to know about not shopping at PetSmart. Yes, folks. So we'll go on to talk a little bit about, okay, chroming, guys, is the latest social media trend. And this is where um, kids, I guess, inhale the fumes from deodorant cans, um, from a deodorant can and uh uh, ursa haynes she died after doing this she went to cardiac arrest on march 31st folks oh goodness see what satan does he just puts all this stuff out there and children just you know they don't they don't know any better they just follow the flock folks tell any teacher children get them into church so let's move along so the foul foul let's talk all about uh, chick-fil-a and how they have caved to the woke-ism, to the cultural, to the diversity. Let's check this article out, you guys, shall we? So, this article was posted by Ted, uh, Todd Starnes at toddstarnes.com. Uh, Published on uh, the 30th of May. So it goes on to say, so Chick-fil-A has joined the ranks of national companies that have a diversity, equity, and inclusion department, which explains why they are serving cauliflower sandwiches and kale salad. Chick fil A incorporated a commitment to being better at together means embedding diversity, equity, and inclusion in everything we do, the company announced on its website. So, if your grilled chicken club sandwich has a bitter aftertaste, that's probably the reason uh, they added a dash of a wokeism in the batter, he says. The nation's most popular fast food chain has actually had a vice president for DEI or diversity, equity, and inclusion for quite some time. But they kept it hush-hush and with good reason. Chick-fil-A did not want their loyal customers, mostly conservatives and Christians, to know that they had surrendered to the alphabet activists. Quote, Chick-fil-A restaurants have long been recognized as a place where people know they will be treated well. Vice President Eric McReynolds um, said in a statement on the company's website, quote, modeling care for others starts in the restaurant and we are committed to ensuring mutual respect, understanding, and dignity everywhere we do business. These tenets are good business practices and crucial to fulfill our corporate purpose. Chick fil A. Uh, says they want to unite around something bigger than ourselves, which at one point meant delivering a delicious chicken sandwich uh, with impeccable southern hospitality. (laughs) But that's no longer enough, which is why Chick-fil-A is also hosting a conference featuring an expert on black equity. Now that's a bit ironic, seeing how their sandwiches and nuggets are made from white meat, he says. Sadly, common sense has appeared to have flown the coop, along with the restaurant's chain's illiterate cows and it brings me no joy to announce that the official chicken of our lord has gone woke folks that just breaks my heart oh goodness really what's what's going to be next i tell you what hobby lobby is that what's going to come next lord i hope not oh christian companies are caving i tell you what that's sad that's sad to hear about um chick-fil-a really is Ah, oh, tell you what I tell you what it is raining literally cats and dogs outside and my little dog squirt is having a panic attack he wants in my lap so bad he is pestering me <laughs> clawing at my leg and all kinds of stuff bless his heart his bed is right next to me <laughs> and um but on that thunder his boy wants up in my lap and my chair's not big enough so if you'll I'm I'm apologizing ahead of time because I'm having to pause uh, recording my podcast so I can you know pick up and console my my little dog and then put him back down in bed and then jump back on here um, to do this podcast so I am sorry but um you know I uh, gotta take care of my little fur baby so anyway technocracy dot news uh, we have an article here it's called shock top insurance analysis um, says six hundred thousand Americans per year dying from COVID shots. Uh, and this is um, um by jonas vester vesterberg jonas vesterberg via the florida standard posted on the 25th of may i'm going to switch out my glasses here and uh from the tn editor uh, which is uh mr patrick woods and he says uh the global war being persecuted uh, by a proponents of the technocracy is validated by the polyp of dead bodies It simply cannot be argued that these excess deaths are just coincidental or due to bad luck with big pharma rather the world is being brazenly assaulted the fact that mrna vaccine programs are not being halted is proof of the malicious intent he said so back to this article this is by um jonas once again of vesterberg from um the florida standard so it goes on to say here um Those vaccinated against COVID-19 have a 26% higher mortality rate on average compared to those who declined the jab. And the death toll is even more staggering for vaccinated people under 50 years old where mortality is 49% higher than for those unvaccinated. The shocking numbers are based on government data from the United Kingdom and were brought to Senator Ron Johnson, who is a... Uh, Republican from Wisconsin, attention by Josh Sterling, one of the nation's top insurance analysts and former senior research and analyst for the U.S. non-life insurance at Sanford C. Bernstein Incorporated, or I'm sorry, and company. So here's a tweet from the Vigilant Fox. The one chart that tells the entire story analysis shows 26% worse mortality among the vaccinated and quote, the people under who are under 50 who took the vaccine now have a 49% higher mortality rate, stated top insurance analyst Josh Sterling. Of course, there's a video. You can watch that if you would like to. goes on to say, quote, "'Worse of all, the people who only took one dose of the vaccine have an approximately 145% worse mortality rate.'" Did you hear that, folks? Worst of all, the people who only took one dose.'" one dose of the vaccine have an approximately 145% worse mortality rate, Sterling said, and explained that this even higher death rate applies to those who took the first shot and then had adverse reactions, making them top the planned vaccination schedule or making them stop uh, the planned vaccination schedule. Of course, it gives you a chart here. It goes on to say, um, if you were to take these numbers and apply them to the United States, that ends up being something like 600,000 excess deaths per year sterling concluded it goes on to say you can watch um jaw sterling's and former BlackRock executive edward dowd's testimony on vaccine-induced excess mortality above folks there is a um video of that you guys can watch that and uh that ought to drive that home to you guys if you're still on the verge of thinking that the vaccine wasn't that bad at all and i have family members that think i'm crazy <laughs> because i say this, killing people they think i'm nuts they think i should probably be wearing a tinfoil hat i'm sure um but you really can't hide the fact that people are dropping dead um dropping dead like flies you know every time you look around another you know another quote unquote um celebrity has dropped dead or you know all these things happen you just can't you can't hide the fact you just really can't but um here's a great article here by Holman. You know him, you love him. He is my favorite. It is Leo Holman, H-O-H-M-A-N-N.com. This is at technocracy.news. News has posted one of his articles there. Uh, the entire world is clamoring for a global pandemic treaty. Yes, you guys, this is posted on the 24th of May. And um, uh, one of the editors here, which is, or the editor is Patrick woods from um, technocracy.news and he says the world health organization and its sister organizations have established a global delusion covering all 194 nations including the u.s delusion is the defined as a quote, belief or altered reality and is persistently held despite evidence or agreement to the contrary generally in reference to a mental disorder in short, in short he says the world has gone mad he goes on to say the editor speaking here uh, for those who thought that mass um, formation proposed by Dr. Matthias Desmond would pass with time. Not so. COVID in the great panic of 2020 represents only the initial conditioning of mankind to fall deeper and deeper into hardened delusion. The worse it gets, the more pliable people are to manipulation towards self-destructive Or harmful behavior, he says. So jumping back to the article by Leo, we go on to say former Minnesota Congresswoman Michelle Bachman was in Geneva this week as part of a small team of prayer warriors interceding for the very serious situation in which the world finds itself. He says we are on the brink of a major historical event in which power is in the process of shifting from nation states to international bodies affiliated with the nation or united nations uh it's that process and how to accomplish it that's being discussed right now at the 76th annual world health assembly in geneva switzerland now i know guys i have i've talked a lot about this and i want to reiterate how important this really is folks this takes our sovereignty here in the United States, it takes it away from the state government. You know how we have that. Uh, and then away from our national, of course, you know, government. And then it puts it into the hands of an international global community. Uh, in other words, the World Health Organization. And uh, the got the heads that up. And folks, uh, these people are not our friends. Uh, they don't care about us. They're all about depopulating the world and if you still think that's like some crazy tinfoil hat um out there conspiracy theory whatever um take a look at things there's so much evidence out there pointing to it that they have said it themselves um bill gates we did a really good job with yeah like that and this yeah we can, like depopulate populate the world like yeah 20 percent, blah 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 <laughs> really he said it and that was in 2011 he said it and uh, you still think that these people are, How oh, they just love humanity. He's such a, he is such a philanthropist. Oh, he just gets so much money. Yeah, he gets so much money to um, maniacal things. He buys all the farmland so they can kill all the cattle. And, you know, cow farts are killing us. And these people have lost their minds. Absolutely have lost their minds. And God will turn them over to a reprobate mind. That's happening. Um, right before our eyes and the majority of the people are like hook line singer just following the masses you know we kind of wear our mask while we're driving in our cars by ourselves yeah because i could kill myself like i could give myself the virus if i held my own breath this is ridiculous folks it's ridiculous those masks don't do anything i still remember they cut up your t-shirts and make a mask. had all those videos show me how to do that folks (laughs) lord you know you go back in the day and you go back in those videos and you watch during the cold war and it shows like a nuclear bomb going off and it's telling okay little timmy get underneath your desk that's gonna save you (laughs) put your book on your head and get in the hallway okay that's what they told us to do when we were kids so they told us to do, their tornado warning go get in the hall, get up against them, and put the book over your head. You know, it was like, okay, yeah, anyway, that's kind of like the same thing as wearing that mask. You know, so when you put that mask on, it's gonna protect you from that tornado. That's right, little Tammy, put your mask on. Here comes the F5 tornado. Uh, you know, I gotta be a smart butt, but that's how my mama raised me. No, <laughs> oh my goodness, folks. I would continue this article, but I think I have already read this article um by Leo Holman. Um but anyway it it's it's uh it's quite informative. Um it is telling us that of course O Biden, which is not just Biden, it is Obama O Biden. Um, has signed us into that and uh, from what she said nobody really went against that because you know the World Health Organization did such a wonderful job during COVID-2020 remember COVID-19 oh my gosh folks let's wear your mask let's step six feet apart let's shut everything down for two weeks we're gonna stop the spread Shh. the only thing they stopped the spread of was the truth tried to shut down churches and that didn't work they found that out in California uh, MacArthur and the rest of those people uh, that sued one they won that lawsuit by a landslide they won um but you still had churches that caved and they shut down and i think god my church did not Lifeway uh baptists did not close in emerald texas i think they closed for the two weeks and then pastor randy opened it back up again and that's what i'm talking about um but there are folks that you know they just, hooked they just caved and then the, the, some of these people just never went back well it's just easier if i sit on my couch and i watch church because i don't want to have to you know get up and get dressed and you know go get in the cart. oh my gosh you know oh, drive to the church you know well we have people over um in the middle east and in Nepal and all these other places that would love would love to go sit in a church that had chairs you know wow they had comfortable pews no they're not that lucky you know they don't they don't even, most of them can't even get a bible they can't even get their hands on a bible and here we are arguing of which translation is the best you know god forgive us god forgive us and um i've been guilty of it myself i've been guilty when i you know woke up in the morning and i'm like oh god i'm so tired because y'all work 20 hours like whatever i'm still i still feel i'm just gonna watch it on tv if i've done that i ain't gonna say i'm not i haven't i'm not i'm not gonna say that um you know but we all need to put our priorities in check we need to put our priorities in check and we need to um you're seriously just hang on like I, i've been reading in matthew and it says hold on you know, to Jesus' hymn. And the hymn was very important in those days, especially the Jewish folks. That was very important. And, you know, the longer the hymn and the tassels had all these importance. And if you guys follow Atty Creek and you watch uh, Pastor Brett Meter, um, you'll learn, like, he, he... I just love how he expounds on the Bible. And they go verse by verse of the Bible, which I love that. All Calvary churches do that as well. And I'm not a proponent of all Calvary churches or some bad Calvary churches. Jack Kibbs is good, um... I think uh, James Cadiz is good. There's several good um, uh, Calvary Chapel. We have a good Calvary Chapel uh, church here in Emerald. In it's called Grace uh, Com- Grace Community Church, I think. Anyway, they have Radio by Grace. Um, they do a lot of great outreach, and i uh, really thankful for those guys. But, um, you know, I say all this because we are living in the end days, and deception is great, very great. And if you still think those planes up there, you know those are little contrails. Um, you're mistaken. Um, if you actually see a fighter jet or you'll see those things disappear like right behind. You. Like, whew, you know, they don't hang off in the air for like hours and hours and hours. But boy, they do now. Those are called chemtrails, in case you were wondering. Chemical trails, yes. And they have been poisoning us for years. And they've been poisoning our food supply for years. Uh, If you go back and look what Hitler did to the food supply, you have an idea of what they're doing now. And, you you know, all those doctors and those scientists and all those evil, wicked people, where did they go? They came to the United States. Yeah, we didn't put them to death like they should have been put to death. No. Mm Mm-mm. The truth is coming out, folks, and it's horrifying. And I'm ashamed of my country. I am for what we've done and what we've allowed and what we are allowing now. And uh how easily we have been uh manipulated and how easily the churches have allowed that to happen. Pastors in the pulpits have not been shepherding us sheep. Now most of the, a lot of them have. But the majority of them have not. Um, if they had been shepherding their sheep, their flock like God had called them to, they would be preaching the word of God. They'd be going through the Bibles and and uh the Bible and they and they wouldn't be shying away from things like homosexuality is a sin and uh it's an abomination. Adultery is an abomination, About I'm not an abomination, is a sin. Um, drunkardness is a sin. All these things are a sin. Gluttony is a sin, you know, overeating is a sin, I have you know. And I'm terrible with that with chocolate. I'm, I'm, I am, I tell you, I have a hard time with anything with sugar in it because I'm addicted. I have been since I was a kid, I'm addicted to sugar. You know, I have quit cocaine in my lifetime, but I could not. Uh, sugar is one of the hard ones to kick, you know, <laughs> but it's doable, totally doable. But anyway... But pastors have not been shepherding their flock. What does a, what, what a shepherd do? It has, like, let's just read, let's, you know, we're going to, let's read Psalm 23, shall we? Let me open up my Bible here uh, to Psalm 23, and let's just see what a shepherd does. Okay. You guys know I'm blind. I got my small Bible out tonight. <laughs> I don't have my magnifying glass with me. Oh, the horror! But I've got it pretty much memorized, so I do have it memorized. So anyway, so let's go on here to Psalm 23. Do do do. Here we go. And I want—I really wanted to read the um. uh, It's kind of like an insight. Um, and I'm look—I'm reading to you guys today out of the, the New King James. It's called um Know the Word Study Bible. If you haven't got you one of those, get you one of those. Know the Word study Bible. So let's do it. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me for your rod and your staff They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So let's break that down. The Lord is my shepherd. 23, uh, verse 1. Even though the word king does not appear in it, the psalm is a description of what it means to be a good ruler. Moreover, the psalm prophetically speaks of Jesus. He is the good shepherd whose flocks trust in him and the king whose perfect rule will be established in the valley of the shadow of death and it says the awareness of our own mortality often comes with sickness trials and hardships but the lord our protector can lead us through these dark and difficult valleys to eternal life with him there is no need to fear this power uh that's first corinthians 15 25 through 27. it says our lord has already traveled this road and come through the valley of darkness because he lives we too shall live death is not our final destiny and the house of the lord forever so god's promise for the israelites was not just for the enjoyment of this life in the land of promise it was also for the full enjoyment of the life to come in his presence and so god is my shepherd and here is um the study of the book uh chapter 23 and this is just the verses one through six and so um it says here which is, of course that's all there is but it says here um when you play if you could be any animal what would you be have you ever heard anyone say a sheep no because sheep are panicky defenseless in need of a shepherd to tell them where to go a good shepherd uh or it says as good as dead without that shepherd and so it says david knew that but still he stated the lord is my shepherd In following god as a shepherd david found blessings like these wanting for nothing the luxury of lying down green pasture still waters and a restored soul this life makes us want to be sheep god as our shepherd doesn't leave the sheep to fend for themselves when the going gets tough he walks with us through the darkest valley what is darker than death and his discipline comforts us so But when Psalm 23 takes a turn, God is no longer pictured as a shepherd, but a king, providing us a luxurious table for all our enemies to see, anointing us as his own. My cup runs over. So when God is our shepherd and our king, he meets our needs so completely that we overflow with goodness and righteousness. Through all this contentment, God follows us with goodness and mercy. When you follow the shepherd, you are followed by blessings. And it says, and that's something to sing about. And it says more insight it says jesus christ identified himself as our shepherd this is one of many indications that jesus is god jesus is the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep that's john 10 verses 10 through 14. but the one that i liked here was you go back up this first paragraph says no nobody wants to be no one's wants to say i want to be a sheep if you could be any animal that you could be nobody says that because sheep are what panicky defenseless so we are defenseless and so when you think about um the pastor you know because it's often shown the pastor is you know of over the flock you know or so you would say well that's their job to defend the flock they are to preach the word of god and that's that that's you know instilling the word of god preparing preparing the flock preparing us for what is to come telling us like this is what the word of god says this is how you should walk Right now, with the Lord, this is how you should be paring, preparing yourself. And they're not teaching the flock about the deceitfulness and everything that is to come and everything that is happening right now. They are not telling the flock, no, no, you got Joe scenes out there going, You have your best life now. Or you have these other people, You just sow that seed into my ministry, and God's going to bless you 100 fold. Bull crud buds. I decree and I declare, whatever folks get away from that garbage get away from that garbage that is nothing but a slap and a mockery of god get out of that get out of that and i always like old king james version uh, where he says they'll make merchandise of you and they are they will make merchandise just sold that in my ministry and i'll send you this handkerchief that i sneezed into you're gonna love it oh it's gonna be such a blessing to you oh money's just gonna float to you whatever folks gold dust is coming out of the vents folks That's a mockery that's a mockery of god that's blasphemous that's blasphemy that's heretical get out of that well what what is it was it say jesus says this adulterous generation seeks a sign and there'll be no sign except for jonah right three days in the well in the darkness so folks don't seek a sign don't don't look for entertainment what is that? You know what a word means? Entertainment comes into you and holds you. Hmm. Hmm. Words have meanings, guys. Words have more meaning than we think of on the outside. Like entertainment. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, ha, ha. Hollywood. Yeah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, those all have underlying meanings. You yeah. know, Satan's good at that. Um, And uh, if you don't say the word of God, you, you don't know. And if you don't realize what's going on in culture, You'll be swept up. You'll be swept away. You're just gonna. You, you see the people being so the woke crowd. You see them being. They're not woke, folks. They are blinded by Satan to the truth, and they will follow them straight to hell. That's what's gonna happen to every one of those people that you see. All those drag queens, all those people out there, look, oh, yeah, look at the whole world is is cheering them on. Oh, you're so brave. Oh, blah, blah blah Don't make me vomit again in my mouth, uh, you know. No, they're not brave, folks. They're not. And the world celebrates sin. They celebrate wickedness. And they tell you what is good is evil. And what's evil is good. The Bible said it was happening in Isaiah 520, so it's going to happen all these things would happen in the folks we were living in the end days i know you've woke up to wake up because the book of revelation is about to slap you in the face (laughs) it might knock some of you guys out if you're not (laughs) looking for it but uh these are the days that christ told us was going to happen and what will you be doing when christ comes back remember all those uh the stories that he told us what are you gonna be there remember at the well or at the, the grinding mill, one will be taken, one will be left. One's in the field, one will be taken, one will be left. What do you think? That's the rapture, you guys. That's the rapture. And uh, like I always know people, that say, "Well, if the rapture happens? Well, then I will believe. No, you won't. You want to know why those people will not believe? I'll tell you why. Because they have heard the truth of Jesus. They have heard the gospel. They know Jesus is Lord. They know. They've heard. But what do they do? They turn their back on God. They rejected God. No, no, I want to live my life right now. I want to do what I want to do. I want to whatever. And they rejected Christ. Well, when that happens, they're going to believe the lie. It's going to be a great delusion sent. And not only is Satan going to give this read like, oh, aliens took them. And they're going, oh, yeah, aliens. Oh, that's what happened. Yeah, ha, 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 yeah. But God's going to send them a great delusion to where they will not believe the truth. Because they had their chance to believe the truth. And they rejected christ and so god will make sure that they won't believe and so that's a bad thing folks that's a that's a situation you don't want to find yourself in because there's no hope there you have sealed your own it's like pharaoh and remember you know and god hardened pharaoh's heart because pharaoh and this is and pharaoh hardened his heart and pharaoh hardened his heart you remember pharaoh hardened his heart and all this is then god hardened pharaoh's heart Ooh, folks that day's a coming when the rapture happens God will harden those people's hearts who heard the gospel and rejected his son. If you're here and you're listening to my voice, wherever you're at, and you have not accepted, just say you have rejected Christ your whole life. Just say, man, I lived my whole life. I don't care. I don't, whatever. But you're hearing my voice right now, and something's telling you, oh, man, the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart, convicting you of your sin. It's not too late for you. It's not too late um but i would tell you now's the time to repent jesus says today is the day of salvation i wouldn't wait i wouldn't wait you guys i mean why are you waiting why Since you can drink whatever do whatever you want i'm telling you you could die in your sin you could die without having jesus and when you that's that that's how that's what you know god doesn't send you to hell you send yourself to hell by rejecting his son when you reject what Christ did for us on the cross, then you there's you can't save yourself. There is no atonement for your sin. Nothing you can do. You can't pray your way out of heaven. I mean, you can't pray your way out of hell. You can't pray your way. You can, nobody can pay your way out of hell. I don't care what that priest tells you, what lie, blasphemous garbage that they're telling you, but that's a lie. Nobody can save you. Nobody comes to the Father except through Christ Jesus said I am the way the truth and life and nobody comes to the father what else does Jesus say the road to hell is broad but the way to heaven is narrow and few find it but boy there's a lot that goes to hell so don't think heaven's gonna be like oh man everybody goes to heaven no not everybody only those folks who have Jesus Christ as their savior and you could look at your friend and you could say oh my gosh they've lived this horrible life there's like they're a thief man he's a murderer he's the most hateful despicable person i ever met and guess what that man accepted jesus christ and whatever he could have, he could have accepted christ on his deathbed and guess what he's gonna be in heaven remember it's like the the guy that had the vineyard he went out and he said hey early in the morning and he goes hey i'll pay you guys one denarii if you work today from this time to this time, oh yeah, yeah, okay. They go on the field. He goes out like maybe three hours later, he grabs some other folks, tells them the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes all day long, right? And at the very end of the day, when there's only maybe like an hour left to work, he goes to the market goes, Why are you guys standing here? Have you not worked all day? They said, No, nobody hired us. Well, here, go to the field and work. And so at the end of the day, those who worked the least still got paid as much as those who worked the whole day. And those people are like, well, that's not fair. Here we work because they thought they'd get more. And he said, no. He goes, friend, what, what is it to you what I do with my money? You agreed that you would work this whole day and you agreed for the amount of wages. I can do what I want to, right? So Christ can do that. Say somebody lived this horrible, wretched, wicked life. And on their deathbed, they repented and asked Jesus to save them. Guess what? They're saved and they'll be in heaven with us. Tell you, you know, that's kind of like the kingdom of heaven. Isn't that like our Lord Jesus to be that merciful? and graceful like we as people you know me particularly you know it was lightning bolts come to strike you you know when you get angry ah are we glad god is not like that wow i know i am or i'd have been struck a long time ago <laughs> i could i'd be a i'd be like still buzzing have like smoke coming off my head all the time you know walking around looking like einstein's hair or something it'd be terrible no um no but we we should be thankful for christ and in his um his ultimate grace, I tell you, in His mercy. And I just don't think we talk about that a lot. You know, preachers don't preach on sin. They don't preach on a lot of stuff. They'll they'll tell you all about the mercy, you know, you know. And you can live however you want to. It don't matter as long as you ask Christ to forgive you. No, that's wrong, folks. It's wrong. You know, when you love somebody, you don't want to hurt them. You know, you don't want to do anything to offend them or, you know, or grieve them. You know, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can grieve the Holy Spirit by the sin in our lives. And uh, that speaks a lot. That speaks volumes. You know, it really does. Most people think God's up there. He has no emotions. Oh, it's just God. He doesn't care. But he does. He does. He loves us so much. When Jesus came, he had compassion on the people. They've been with you these three days, and they haven't ate. He had compassion on the people. You know? And, uh, we, and we need that when Lazarus died, remember, he knew he knew he could raise Lazarus. Remember but when he saw the people, he wept. Jesus wept. He wept over Jerusalem. You know, we really need to, you know, we really need to get into the word of God. You know, that's that's our love letter from God. You know, we think about these things. That's that's our love letter. And he wrote it for us. He wants us to he wants us to know. And um, here I just opened this. This is John. Let's see. It looks like John chapter 14 is my favorite verse 12. The answered prayer. And it says, Moses, surely I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also in greater works than these. He will do because I go to my father and whatever you ask in my name that I will do that. The father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. But this is the most sweet thing. This is what I love. If you love me, Keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Isn't that wonderful you guys. That's wonderful and that's the gift of the Holy Spirit. And just know that when you pray in accordance to God's will he will answer and sometimes when we pray, we want our earthly answers, but he has a heavenly answer. answer. I want you guys to know that who all prayed for my friend from high school, Karina Martinez-Mendez. and She went to be with the Lord yesterday morning. Um, she went to be with the Lord. They had made the, the decision to let her go home, and uh, that's where she went. She was a strong, strong woman. I could tell you how strong she was. She was a Cowboys fan, and if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you have to be a strong person. <laughs> i know she'd get a kick out of that um she was uh a wonderful woman and um the world is um a little less little less lightful today um her children please keep them all in your prayers um one of her daughters was is getting married in two months and um i can't imagine um the grief that they are experiencing at such a young age right now because Karina was about my age so we say 46, 47, and, um, uh, as some of you may have lost your, your parents early on when you were young like that, you know how hard that is. Um, I was thankful to have my mother till I was like 32 or 33. And then, uh, of course my father up until 2020. And so, you know, forties is still young, you know, too, but twenties is heartbreaking. Um, but keep her in your prayers, her, her, not her, but her family in her prayers, her husband and a lot of uh, my classmates because you know they were they were pretty i only went there four years so um but uh, they're a pretty small community so if you would keep them in your prayers we would appreciate that and uh her um funeral service is saturday my cat is all over the place now <laughs> never fails i jump on they have got to come up and uh make their little presence known but anyway it does uh, it's getting late here today and i have a early appointment in the morning I'm gonna go see my eye doctor in the morning and praying that um that the macular degeneration has stayed away <laughs> we'll see in the morning i'll let you guys know but anyway with that guys i am going um, to get out of here and uh you know get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and maranatha lord jesus maranatha uh thanks each and every one of you guys um, for listening i do and i pray for you all and I pray that uh, the Lord will protect you, keep you guys, watch over you, and uh, let you talk about his, um, his saving grace to anybody who will listen. So I thank you guys so much for listening. All right. May God bless y'all.